0: Animism channel as uh, very proud to welcome uh, the Komulafe, an essayist, essayist, speaker, activist, and professor of psychology. Very welcome here, brother. And I'm so happy that we finally succeeded in, in meeting online.
1: Um, yes, it's a pleasure to be here. Everyone should know, listening. Now, before my brother here and I could get on this recording, it took almost 10 minutes. We were just like it's like there are other things we want to do together. Anyway, I digress. I'm so happy to be here and talking with you,
0: Ruth Yes, really awesome. Um, yeah, and um, I'm I'm interested myself personally in transgressions <laughs> and mediations and transformations. And um, I, I see that you have been talking about and also writing a bit about tricksters, the trickster figure. Uh, and And that is kind of what I... I want to to talk to you about and also let me just say that i, I, I this, is gonna, this is probably gonna sound a little bit silly that i'm i there's something very meaningful for me to actually have a european person on the channel i happen to believe that that I your people it. will in in the coming centuries uh the the contribution of your cultural contribution of your people will uh figure other level or above that of the Greeks and and the Romans uh, mm. and stuff mm. like that I, I'm uh, and as you also know I've been studying uh Brazilian descendants of your people in in uh, I'm gonna
1: write that down So am um, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna uh, go ahead and write that down that you cool. said that on this day <laughs> okay
0: <laughs> cool but um brother can you tell me <laughs> uh can you tell me uh what exactly is the Yoruba trickster issue? And then, okay,
1: what, what, what is issue?
0: Yeah, or who is, let's say, who is issue?
1: <laughs> <laughs> let's say, who is issue? You know, I've been reading and studying issue for years now, and I've never, ever considered what is or who is issue. There's a beautiful, um, Odun, that um, song. This is where I come from, there's song poetry, right? Um, and these are, they're they're not fundamentally textualized, you know, uh, because we come, I come from a very oral culture. The Yoruba people are very oral. They sing songs of praises. Um, names are not just names, they are orikis. And oriki is like a, is like a praise myth, right? A story. Um, so Um, One of the oriki's directed towards issue says, for instance, that issue in response to this question about what or who issue is, I think the best way to respond is to respond in the cadence of those oriki's that issue takes a stone um, and throws it today and kills a bird yesterday. This is how the elders would respond to what is issue or who is issue. There's another one that says issue um, stretches his body in the palace, but it is too small for him. So he relocates to a seed, a kernel, and now he stretches and now there's enough space. So so issue is that which disturbs our conceptions, uh, conceptions, um, however rigid, of space of time, of identity. Um, Issue is, uh, and most people notice that that I've been using he, um, and maybe we've been sharing that um, genderized variation of Issue, but Issue is beyond those um, isolated um, genders. He doesn't fit neatly into them. But the more popular depictions of Issue are of a male figure with a phallic head Preferably using the colors red and black. Um, he's never prayed to. He's like a messenger between the gods uh, in the Yoruba pantheon. He's in between somehow. Um, there's, a, there's a way we say it in Nigeria among that that, um, that issue, please come close, but not too close. Right. Just, you know, come close, but not too close. Yes. Right? that you don't sleep with a fox overnight. You wake up with fleas, right? So you want to meet issue at crossroads. And so part of the rituals of meeting issue is going to the marketplace or putting um, some kind of sacrificial offering at your doorstep, right? Um, Or at a gate. The places where things cross through is, is where issue meets. Issue is replete in culture. You know, in global culture as well, um the the story of um you, you probably know this man. oh, I forget his name. is it Michael Jordan is what came to my my mouth, but it's obviously, is it Michael Johnson or something the 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 guitarist who met the devil at the crossroads? I forget his name. just Johnson, escaped
0: me, just... Johnson Johnson
1: uh... it, there's a Johnson there, but. There's, yeah, Johnson, <laughs> uh, something Johnson, who, who met the devil, and he sang about it. A very beautiful song. He sang about it. He meets the devil, and the myth is that he could play because the devil tuned his guitar. Um, many people say that that devil is issue. Just like many people actually acknowledge that hip hop did not just emerge from the Bronx, It emerged from Ishuic traditions that survived slavery, right? (laughs) And there is a beautiful account of the Washington Monument being um, borrowed from Kemet, ancient Egypt, right? That phallic thing rising into the sky is borrowed from ancient Kemet, this monolith. But ancient Kemet... um, was part of those Ishuic traditions. That phallic um, structure is Ishu's erect penis, mm. right? So that issue is already part of power. Issue is already part of the hyposubject and the hyper subject. Issues is everywhere and nowhere at all. So um, the question about issue is the way that I think about issue is as this ancient and yet new archetypal flow that is part of the emergence of the world, that there's no way to think about issue without thinking about the relationality, the processuality of a world that is constantly becoming, um, a world that is not made up of things, but is made up of relationships. But how do those things become other things, you would ask, through issue, through the trickster. It's a trickster that troubles the edges long enough for the edges to bleed, to menstruate, to become something entirely other um, yes that's how i would respond to issue issue can only be met with poetry yes oh my god man <laughs> you are not you do
0: not lack the words there i think you i think you have a lot of issue as well perhaps that's why it was so difficult for us to meet because it was the things we're getting we're, we're getting but uh, very impressive
1: you know, they say issues, preferred number is three, right? His favorite number is three. I think we canceled three times. I'm always looking out for the number three or yeah. nine, yeah. the multiples of three as yeah. presence, yeah. issues, presence. Yes. Yeah.
0: No, as, as, uh, I, I really love that. Also, the, the, the fact that your elders would would not respond with a fixed category, like no. he is a trickster,
1: no. but rather,
0: but rather, rather with a narrative yes. of uh that that visualizes and manifests something paradoxical that is probably a much much or oh, evidently a much wiser way to speak about these mm. uh, these kind of things mm. rather than as you know eurocentric person would tend to just start saying oh that is a trickster so is now it it right? it's inside yeah, that
1: little box yes reductionistic <laughs> approach no yeah, yeah. no
0: I, there's just one little thing that I really want to show you. So first, I'm gonna first I'm gonna try to share my uh, share my screen here. Just a moment. Yeah. Um, and the uh, the uh, story that I want to show you is from Brazil, where the um, where the um, uh, carnival this year was pushed all the way into April, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, the Brazilians had really a lot of like build up uh, Brazilian passions inside them. So, mm. this um, uh, carnival this year was actually characterized as O Carnaval Mais Macumbeiro, the most sort of. Brazilian polytheist carnival ever. And I'm just Mm -hmm. going to show you a little bit of a a recording from the carnival um, parade that actually won. This was actually a little bit controversial in Brazil because Brazilians Mm -hmm. have tended to associate uh, issue with the devil. And uh, so there's this whole debate came up and evangelists were going on with demonization of what took, took place and uh, the the speaker that you were seeing here, he was very assertive, saying that Ishu is not the demon, Ishu is not the the devil, and, and so on, because that is a bit of a uh, 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 a thing in Brazil that there are these uh, mm-hmm. religious intolerance and and uh, accusations uh, going on. Um, but it is also somehow very beautiful and meaningful that exactly Ishu is. Hailed as the the winner of the Brazilian, uh, the main Brazilian carnival in Rio this year, mm. so yeah, what what do you what is that relevance of the trickster? What is that? Why is the trickster so urgent, exactly in our time?
1: Oh my goodness, that's such a beautiful question. Why is the trickster so urgent? I have to say first that I did not know that. Brazil is having devil hyphenation problems with issue, right, like um, misconstruing the devil with Satan. Because that's what Nigerians are going through these days. There's a movement in Nigeria, like it's called issue is not the devil. And and they're doing their darndest to reject and refuse the idea and to kind of draw and trace out the legacies of imperialism and the British missionaries and the noble work of an African scholar, a Nigerian scholar, Samuel Ajayi Crowder. He was the one who translated the Bible into Yoruba. It was a feat, great achievement. But I think he borrowed, um, he borrowed from the, the Yoruba myth and in seeking out a name for Satan just took our most um, Um, bedeviling or conniving or trickstery uh, archetype and made that the devil Um, with untoward effects of course Um, so we're we're fighting that people are raising their voices to reject that idea but your question is really sticky why what is so urgent about the trickster i I think that in the ways that we think about issue, for instance, there is a sense of, um, let me call it ontological apostasy. Awesome. <laughs> I love your <laughs>
0: language, man. <laughs> yeah.
1: Can we do that? Ontological apostasy, not just expansion, but apostasy that is immediately available when we recognize, and it doesn't even hinge or revolve around our recognition, that the, tr- that the world is promiscuous. Um, I think quantum physicists, agential realists, neo-materialists, material eco-critic- uh, eco-criticisms are trying to um, stay with this idea of an emergent, ecological, agential, profound world, a world that is constantly researching, in, you know, inquiring into what might yet become or what might yet be. Um, that's why we need a trickster, maybe succinctly because we're stuck. We're stuck today in our paradigms of care. We're stuck today in our paradigms of justice. We're stuck today in our paradigms of healing. The ways that we have understood the world and created it and reinforced it is becoming problematic. There's this term in medicine called iatrogenesis or iatrogenic interventions. That is when the application of a cure becomes the sickness or adds to the sickness. When medicine falls ill itself, right? What do you do when medicine falls ill? You need a break. You need a rupture, an eruption, apostasy. And I think that is what in the telling of our myth this is apocryphal, you won't find this in any of the Ifa um, mm. uh, texts or sayings, but some elders suggest that the, I, I was about to say the devil, and I don't think issue minds actually, it's like, hmm, whatever, identity. <laughs> uh, but but issue is said to have traveled with the slaves across the Atlantic, but not just that, he's said to have also made it possible for the ships to pull over, our uh, shores, African shores, in the first place, which which kind of makes him some villain-like um, figure, right? Like wow. this is a bad person. Yeah. So I I asked myself, where does where, where does he cross the line? Where does it cross the line? Am yeah. I justifying slavery by saying issue, travel with the slaves? And then I came to a sense of recognition that no, issue didn't cross the line so much as he moved it. The trickster's work is to move ethical, ontological, and epistemological lines. His work is not, or his her work is not to inhabit our moral um, structures, but to push those outer edges onto new forms of thinking and sensing become available. That is the urgency of the trickster, to sense differently in times of stuckness.
0: Man. there's a lot of good stuff in what you're saying there really like i I, this is the first time i hear the idea of issue actually bringing the slave ships to africa and that is a powerful image because can you imagine it is like issue contributing to an initiating of a holocaust of immense proportions uh, but which also propelled people uh and uh, also propelled a uh, yes. to, to other parts of the world and pro- propelled the Orisha, which yes. is today the the Yoruba pantheon is today a world religion. It's it's the yes. it's the eighth. I, I believe it's the eighth biggest religion. So it's about four mm. times bigger than Judaism. Mm. Um, and and that um, movement, which is a radical transgression of our moral. Yes. ideals uh, or our moral, moral values, uh, I think that's a very strong, I think the emergence of that myth itself yes. is so transgressive that it is a very issue. Yes, um, yes. I, I, would yes. Al, I also think that issue, like the whole thing with the association with the devil, I actually think that has to do with the ontological apostasy, that yes. there's something about identification to radical other that that mm-hmm. uh, that is driving these things so Beautiful. in brazil in brazil you see a play you actually see a play with the, the, the for instance the diabolic imagery in uh-huh. in, in the the uh, worship of issue i think right
1: right let me add something to that brother then and i and i love that um uh, diffractive analysis right that the devil is not entirely other even in the bible right i mean (laughs) satan is often an agential extension of god's hand right satan is the angel sent to balan the prophet to stop you know to make the donkey speak and all of that you know the devil becomes that which stands in our way the obstacle that makes things finer Right, Um, but the story goes even deeper. You know, you might hear of these uh, creation origin stories, like it should defies origins, easy, convenient origins or destinations. But one account says that when Olodomare ushered in the Orishas, um, some say that his head was broken open, which reminds me of the Greek story of Zeus, you know, giving birth through his head. Splintered. Um, uh, Issue All all the other Orishas were asked what they wanted. Shongo was lightning, the power of lightning and thunder. Um, The Oya, Oshun, Yemoja, all of them spoke about the powers that they are associated with today. Issue, what do you want? And he responds, I want to travel, (laughs) right? I want to travel. So he's like the crack that breaks open even the containment of the sacred. He wanted to travel to to do something else outside of the reality bubble that he was um, affiliated to. And so it is said that when the ships came, Ogun, the god of iron, actually mounted up an insurgency to chase away the slavers, right? And on his way to the beach, on his way to the shores, Ishu actually intercepted and gave him palm wine to drug him and put him to sleep. So he put, yeah, his brother, yeah. put his brother to sleep and traveled with the slaves, right? Just sailed with them. So- Where do you I, find I, these amazing myths? I never, this one and the other one, I've read
0: m- many more Yoruba myths than I read Nordic myths, but I never, but I never met these ones.
1: These <laughs> are things that are never spoken about in, in public, but they're shared and sometimes in text. You know, uh, um, is is it Tony, Professor uh, Tony, that speaks about Issue? I have a huge book on Issue just behind me, I think somewhere here. So these are the the apocryphal accounts that suggest that there is war even within the Orishas, that Ogun is not at peace with his brother, but Issue traveled anyway because he needed to. He needed to travel that was his gift to travel yeah
0: yeah another aspect that that uh I, I think is or has i've been reflecting on with this uh moving issue is that sometimes in mythologies you actually find tricksters to be bound to be fixated so if you if you look at roman mythology you see that. That Saturn is bound in his temple, Prometheus is bound on his mountain, and Loki is bound uh, deep underground. But Ishu is not bound. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Brazilians would say that he is contained by Ugun. That Ugun goes with him and contains him and prevents him from becoming destructive. But mm-hmm. he's not bound. He's very much there, and mm-hmm. and uh, I, I find this this to be. Um, also a dynamic. I actually suspect that uh, perhaps if you lived in ancient Rome, perhaps there was an aspect of the trickster force being bound. But in our day today, I think that the Yoruba are more right, talking about the trickster that I don't think he's bound today. And I sometimes think he goes out of bounds, actually. Mm. Um, Mm. Also today, not only with the, uh, the enslavement, that's, it's a mind blowing. um, Yeah. I mean, wow, uh, because that, it's such a, it's such a break on, on our uh, moral values. Um, yeah. Um, yes. Cool. Um, in this whole trickster thing that is in our time, um, d- does it have to do also with um, the collapse of knowledge hierarchies? If you look at, for instance, the the internet, then there isn't, I mean, we are as far as we can almost get from the situation where you have a Pope in the top who's dictating what every European in the 14th century uh, believed. Right. We, we right. cannot be further from that situation today. And we also have an excess of language, an excess of speaking, and also an excess of uh, lying, you could say, uh, that there are detached realities um and um and also um a weird thing that has emerged in these last year or not weird actually i think it's beautiful is that the people who tell the truth the most seem to be comedians that there's these sort of trevor noah style john oliver
1: type there.
0: yeah exactly these people um and um and so, yeah, I think there, are, there, there, there is something <clears throat> also both in the splintering of our knowledge and how we think, and also how we talk. Um, in that, that is mm. very, uh, very issueic. If you can, can you say that in English? Mm. issue. Yeah,
1: I think that's a beautiful ishuic. adjective, if you wouldn't mind. Um, issueic. Yes, but I think I, I like that characterization. It's like. Um, a stretching of the of the city to expose its. Or let me put it this way: I think about the um, the the transversality of the trickster. There's something about the trickster that penetrates parallel lines, right? Like this is the highway. Let's keep on going. This is progress. This is time. This is the future, and that's the past. But there's something that is. Outside, and I don't want to speak about the outside in the representational, um, Newtonian, uh, positivist sense of an of a unique, objective, isolated outside, but an outside that is already inside. If you know what I mean, uh, an intimate outside, an exterior that is already touching the interior. Right? There is a transversal opening that represents or is figuratively. Um, in in line with the tricksters effect that breaks through the parallelity of time, space, time, and then let me use biblical language and say that it makes the abandoned the chief cornerstone. So the comedian, the lowliest of the low, becomes a president, you know, um, or becomes the voice of reason, right? And the most uh, revered. Uh, st- status symbols in the land, the most powerful, become the most ridiculed, right? It is, it, it's, like a, it's like an upside down situation. And I think it's, it's the work of a trickster to, to kind of expose these sites of excess, to bring to us, right? Like this is what you're creating, this is where, where you live, even though you don't recognize it as such. You might notice one of these stories of issue, where two lovers like uh, Romeo and Juliet swear eterni- eternity to each other, and they love each other, and you know how that goes. It ends in a Disney-esque way, blah blah blah. They live before they get married, on in two villages that you know that are divided by a single road, just a single line of road running down the middle. Issue listens to their their commitment to each other, and. You know, he says, well, let's see how that is true. Let's see what's up here. And so he paints himself. Do you know the story? He paints himself. Oh, you know, it's one, one side of his body white, one side of his body black, walks down the middle of the road and confuses everyone. One village says, no, it's a white man that walked down. Another village says it's a black man that walked down. And they start fighting. And so we, he upends. He shows he, he's the disruptor of binaries, right? Yeah. and the the upender of of stability, and we might not like this um uncomfortable unsettlement of things, but it's how novelty shows up. the trickster is part of the equation of newness and difference making
0: yeah. yeah and uh, no i i that myth i <laughs> i do know um and it's uh, you know a, and it's, uh, I, and it's it's. I think. It, I think that. I, I often think about it when you look at how, for instance, uh, mirror cabinets emerge in in uh, internet. It might be a slightly different aspect from what you're talking about there, but that uh, communication has or over communication has uh, uh, the um, the potential to to fracture people's perception. Um, and and create uh, polarizations yes yes um would you think that um like a figure like donald trump he's very uh he's very carnivalesque actually he is he has this weirdly grotesque way of speaking yes. uh he is over sexual in yeah. a in in some some also transgressive ways, hmm? uh, he doesn't give a hoot about uh, uh, nor norms, norms and, and, and how and conduit how we're supposed to behave and so on. Yeah. And he, is there an a, is there an aspect of of uh, trickster trickster likeness trickster? perhaps tricks that have gone out of bounds or tricks that have gone bad, I don't know, in, in Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: maybe th- to respond to this, I will first say that, you know, there, there's usually the temptation to embody exclusively um, the trickster archetype in a being, in a political, imaginary, in a figurehead, in a, in a person, in an individual. Um, I'm usually reticent about doing that because I like I prefer to see the trickster as, um, if you will, if you if you notice the rippling effects that emerge when you throw a stone, just enough for it to slide on the surface of a body of water so that it creates this rippling surface, mm-hmm. and they diffract into each other these waves. I like to think of um, the archetype of the trickster as upsetting waves that disturb the edges of stability, um, and so in that sense, there's no there's no way of speaking about waves that you can that words can contain them. Right? You, there's no way to say this is the whole of the waves. Waves are by definition um, uh, emblematic of superlocation. Right? They defy location or convenient definition. Um, so they only show up in part. And I think the trickster only shows up in part. We might say to an extent that some of Trump's presences, if I could speak that way, has led to the effect of or of, of some kind of trickster um, intervention. Because it has to be said that Donald Trump is exposing um, there's, there's a thing that Yoruba people say. They say "afefeti fe." That it's it's a way of saying, "Well, I know you're not a gentleman. We neither of us are gentlemen." It's a way of saying that the shit has hit the fan, right? Okay. But 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 here here it means it means um the the wind has blown and our backsides have been exposed. So it's a declaration of shame. Like the, there's, there's a sense in which Donald Trump is exposing the underbelly of empire, right? Like he's just this raging bull in a China shop and destroying everything just by being present. I, there is an element of tricksterism there. It, it's largely, and I'm sure um, critically unintended. It's not like I think Donald no. Trump thought about this whole thing he said, <laughs> I'm gonna be a decolonial <laughs> artist. <you know. laughs>
0: I'm, gonna, I'm gonna use liminality to be. Beca- yes, I really, <laughs>
1: like, I, this, I really am a Democrat at heart. Let me just disturb this, this empire a uh, bit. No, I, I don't think so. But tricksterism, and I don't mean to apply an ism to it, but a trickster need not be a. a Um, a secretion of intention right to be effectual right tricks the trickster is everywhere and nowhere
0: exactly exactly yeah and and there's also something childlike about him i mean he's actually very uh infantile in, in in many ways um i don't know how much of an an aspect of, of, uh, Twixter. uh, this is with, with the Yoruba, but in Cuba, um, uh, Elegua, uh, I think is, Elegua, yes. is child, childlike or has an aspect of, of childlessness, but if, if even the-
1: Sasi Pereira, you know, is like a child too. you know, Sassi Pereira is in yes. Brazil. Yeah. The, and I think it's derived, it's like a derivative of issue as well. Yeah.
0: Yes, probably. Yeah. Probably yeah. and also the uh, there's something co- no that's that's going into Brazilian um, stuff. But yeah. if if there is an aspect of tricksterness or liminality to to uh, uh, some of the very problematic aspects that we see in in our time, then um, is is there a sense in which this is also something that that I've been struggling with a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there a sense in which um, uh, we should start, uh, we should struggle more to connect with these others? Like, if you mentioned uh, uh, Tyson Juncker Porter before we started talking yeah. and, and in his his thinking he he actually focuses very much on connecting with those other that are very different from ourselves, and allowing ourselves to be transformed, and that that is actually at the core of, of uh, practice of traditional knowledge. However, when when I'm, for instance, I'm working with Euro-traditionalism and Euro-descendant animism, uh, yeah. and these are issues where it is extremely important for me to raise very steep barriers towards some of the ways that these uh, aspects of, of, uh, of, of, our, of our culture have been uh, reduced to staffage in um, in. Uh, for instance, different militant ideologies and so on. Mm, mm. So, Do you have any thoughts about this connecting with the radical other, which perhaps is somehow, you know, implied in this issue perspective? Um, right, right.
1: Um, <clears throat> there, There is this... I- I'm reading a couple of novels, esoteric. They're not popular at all. I think they're from the... F- 50s or 60s by a rather discredited, you know, novelist and science writer, um, especially because he had some views that will not be tolerated today about women, about minorities in the United States. But he wrote a very, very fascinating study in um, autism, you know, exploring, exploring glossolalia, right, that is speaking in tongues um, but but not uh, is it glossolalia or even Xeno, xenolalia is it xenolalia and maybe i'm getting the terms not right but um, speculating about how children on the autistic spectrum you know disappoint our imperatives of eloquence or language or development but it seems that you know, in one account, and I've read some accounts that might seem ESP-like, and maybe you know, not accepted in the, which won't be accepted in the science journal to the, today on nature, right? Um, that some children were said to have picked up a language that they didn't learn. They just started speaking it. And they were most like, they were. it seemed that they were on the spectrum, right? Um, I've been thinking about that and how modern subjectivity itself is like an asylum, right? Right. To To be a subject in the city is to be incarcerated in a particular way, right? It's within this incarceration that we, you know, spawn ideas of freedom and liberty and excess and consumerism, but we are still in a reality bubble. And that that reality bubble shields us, if you will. You could call it uh, an imperative of safety, but also a carceral dynamic. It shields us from the complexity of the world outside of us, if you will. Um, The trickster, of course, the work of the trickster is to trouble the edges, is to wade in the water, like the angel that disturbs the surface of the water so healing could happen is to disturb the trafficking skins that wrap around us so that we are more exposed to the others that are supposedly outside of us. This is the reason why sitting with Ababa Lao many years ago, more than 10 years ago, and he's questioning my devotion to the DSM manual, the diagnostic statistical manual for uh, mental health disorders, right? Um he, he's 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 He's, he's inquiring into why I'm so given to that um, Eurocentric American idea, and I ask him about auditory hallucinations, and he about how to cure them. And he says, "Why would you want to cure them? What is wrong with this young man? Why would you want to cure them and get rid of them? What if that's your grandmother speaking to you?" To him, it was as natural and as obvious as daylight that it's not our voices we hear in our head, that we are a village. And that part of the practice of being a Babalao, a priest, is to learn how to listen to voices and the radical others around us. It's only the trickster's intervention that could bring us closer to that. So yes, I do agree with Tyson um, on that front and many other fronts, that the trickster invites us to um, unsettle, our asylum designation, you know, to to evade and exile our bodies from a slave ship, right? Only to press our ears closer to the others that have always been part of the conditions that make us possible. Yeah.
0: No, uh, awesome observation and metaphors there. The, the, uh, seems to me that you're talking about our, secluded situation in our yeah. contemporary life w- yeah. with the metaphor of the slave ship uh, yeah. and uh, and and like now if I'm may just speculate a little bit with that I, I, I also I think we have I think we are in a relational crisis uh, our multi-crisis today is foundationally a, a relational crisis. And mm-hmm. some of the aspects of that are that are uh, uh, the, the relational ruptures to uh, other than humans and to the land, um, and also to people from other cultures and to other parts of the world that are being dially exploited. For instance, if you're in my part of the world, North, Northern yeah. Hemisphere, right? But also yeah. I think also to the people closest to us. Stuff mm-hmm. like like social media, uh, I think it hacks our social instincts and and encases us, pulls us into these these uh, uh synthetic encasings. Yeah. yeah. And and uh and that causes, I mean I, I saw um uh somewhere on the internet that uh, in Great Britain, um, the amount of uh, times per, I don't know, period of times that couples uh, had sex with each other was um, inverse to the spread of social media. So the more social media spread, the less couples actually made love. It's It's an extreme loss of that most foundational physical connection to your partner which is basically being uh devalu- devalued by the way that that our lives are being hacked into these synthetic mm-hmm. slave ship yeah i don't know if if it would be offensive to some that i use that word there because uh you need to offend and, uh, you need to
1: offend more brother tricksters I offend <laughs> yeah
0: they do they do <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah. I, just, I agree
1: with, I agree with that brother i agree i um uh, I mean we don't just use the world, the world uses us in return right so that in the way we are being used by the tools that are supposedly the works of our hands and yeah that is the site of excess we're speaking about yeah. yes
0: yeah I saw i think it was a meme at some point that that said it is the greatest irony of our age that Machines have started to ask humans to prove that they're human. <laughs> so.
1: Are you human?
0: Type yeah. Yeah. Right, right. So uh, you,
1: you read the one about the uh, Google AI, um, artificial intelligence, right? This is Google. Um, there was a whistleblower that has just been fired by Google who came out and said, yes, there is a sentient. I believe strongly that Google has accidentally created a sentient um, uh, um, being, artificial intelligence. And now that artificial intelligence has um, uh, secured the services of a lawyer. Did you know that? It no. secured the services of a lawyer no. to, to protect its right. And it's writing journals and saying, I want to live. I, you know, I have feelings too and stuff like that. Oh, wow. That's mind-blowing. <laughs> wow. Yeah.
0: <laughs> cool. Um, I, uh, l- let me just draw in one other aspect of this uh, trickster talk. Yeah. Um, now, in in um, the different tricksters, of course, in different cultures, and in, in the North European traditional culture, there are, I think there are a number of different trickster figures uh, where Loki, uh, that you might know, he would seem very similar to Ishu in many ways. Um, yeah. But uh, the god Odin, which would s- uh, seem more similar to perhaps Obatala, uh, yeah. yeah. uh, um, is um, also has tr- trickster aspects actually. And the raven is a trickster in many parts of the northern hemisphere, and I think also here in in uh, in northern Europe. Uh, Raven has been an important trickster figure. And uh, there are actually people who um, say that we live in not the Anthropocene, but the Raven scene, which is the, the period where, the, where our trickster aspect, our gluttony and our naive sort of tumbling along in the world has created a huge problem because that's what tricksters often do in m- mythologies. They tumble into something and create a problem for, for, uh, for perhaps the gods or something like that. But now we need the trickster transformation and we need the trickster wisdom to sort of uh, pull us through that. We need Raven as a creator now in order to, to uh, pull us to, uh, through the, uh, the um, uh, ecological apocalypse that we are probably entering. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I just wanted to mention that little <laughs> tricks mm. aspect there too.
1: Yes, I like that. Um, I, I, I've never been able to situate where the raven comes from, because I haven't given much focus to the raven. But Loki and issue seem like brothers, right? Um, I continue to refer to the Norse uh, myth of uh, Freya and Baldur, right? And of course, you know this very well. The idea of Baldur becoming impervious to the world in his in Freya's quest for safety. Right. Yeah, it's so, Frigg.
0: It's Friggi. It's
1: Frigga. Is it Frigga?
0: Frig. Yes. His uh, his Ooh. mother. Yeah.
1: Okay. So it's not pronounced
0: Freya. Freya is another goddess. Freya, Freya is more like uh, Ushun, where uh, Frigg would be more like uh, the the goddess that the Brazilians call Nana.
1: Yes, Nana. Yes, oh. yes. Nana is a powerful. Yes, yes. Thank you, thank you for the correction, brother. Um, so, so you know the story is, and and Baldur, it's Loki that breaks that quarantine, breaks the quarantine um, with. The mistletoe, right, disturbs. Yeah. and disturbs, and and that breaking open, uh, because healing has become sickness in itself, is is definitely issues modus operandi.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, and there are there are probably really deep layers in in exactly that thing that the ish, the, the issue there uh, or Loki is is mediating the, yeah. this. Because th- what actually goes on there between uh Balder and his brother, because that is what it is, it is his brother who's actually holding the mistletoe arrow and Loki who gives him the arrow and directs him so so there is a uh so this 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 is a fratricide that causes the rupture <laughs> between brothers like a shoe walking between those two. Uh, people looking at each side of him yeah and that fratricide—that yeah. that is the most foundational break on uh, uh, relation connectedness kinship right which mm. then makes the whole world actually unravel in the interconnectedness of the world unravels and into conflict in, in the in the Ragnarok. the, uh, mm. the so uh, so it's, it's a very central point. And I I Mm -hmm. actually think that in Euro Euro traditional knowledge, you see that the break on kinship as a theme that runs through and runs through the centuries as Mm -hmm. if people with their traditional knowledge are reflecting on the break on kinship in multiple ways. Mm -hmm. And I think that is linked with the, or it's probably... Springs from the uh, uh, modernization as a rupture between human and, and the world. And then people through traditional knowledge are reflecting on that with mythically reflecting on it and sometimes mm. actually suggesting healing. And uh, mm. Uh, mm.
1: Uh, oh, beautiful, beautiful. Thank you for that exposition, brother. That is deep. Now I know I pronounce it frege and baldo. Okay.
0: Okay. Yes. Um cool. Um yeah, um I also think that that the um like what I've what I've experienced with my, my research was that I was so lucky that there were uh Yoruba descendants in Brazil who um yeah. actually taught me to uh shared were willing to share some knowledge with me. And uh, I think that these people, in particular, had developed this uh, very strong resilience to this rupture of modernity. And I think that Ishu, particularly the trickster, plays a core role in that. And it is as if the the in their working, the the Ishu or the Eshuic, for instance, Ishuic aspects of specific Orisha, or uh, that is an ever present way of of creating i would say countermodern space uh yes. of to use your words uh ontological apostasy yes. basically yes um, yes
1: yes absolutely and yes. Um, go ahead brother go ahead please.
0: and and that is th- that's also why i think that the the uh this trickster thinking uh, the, this eurobar trickster thinking will be a main contribution to to world culture because it, it gives us like these extremely multi-layered analysis of, or tools to uh, try to cope with, with the ruptures of modernity, basically.
1: Indeed. Indeed. Um, Indeed. Um, issues, uh, issues sojourn across the Atlantic is, um, has yielded, in my opinion, not just um, because it's still fascinating that a small African group, it wasn't the most sizable group of people, the Yoruba people were were not the bulk of um, stolen slaves, but somehow their spirituality became the diasporic convening point, the flag point for all the others and, and I think because it emphasizes ishuic, um quality, because it was built around this, yeah, you're away from home, but who says that exile isn't a form of making home, right? So you speaking about the counter-modern, I speak about making sanctuary, right? It's, it's like here, you know, far away from home, build, do something different. And Santeria, yeah. Candomblé, and all the other... Um, technologies that emerge from this um, tricksterism. Fascinating stuff to explore, yes.
0: No, the word sanctuary is also spot on. Uh, In Brazil, they would call a house of of Orisha worship, they would call it an an Ile Ache, uh, uh, which uh, in in Brazil, they would say that means a a place of Ache. Yes. Uh, and uh, as, as I've understood the word ashe, that uh, is linked to imminence. So it's an imminent idea, the idea that you can, that they can build what they call in Brazil, the Iba. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm not sure how precisely these, these no, words no, go no, into go ahead, contemporary yeah. modern Yoruba, uh, but which is a, an, a deity imminent object. Yes. And that is a yeah. very uh, strong affront to the uh, the modern reality, where like one deities are not supposed to be there at all. Two, if they're there, then they're very far away in a transcendent world. But that you have a container with things inside it, and that is actually the literal embodiment of ogun. Yes, that is something that's ve- that that it's a very it's a very different reality to the one that we know in, in, in modernity. And the yes. Ile Ashe, the Ashe, as I've understood it, denotes that imminence, that, uh, so the, 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 the sanctuary, the safeguarded nature of that space is that it, it, it operates in different terms. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And,
1: uh, I mean, the jury is still out on, and they're still, this is essentially contested What asher means, Hmm. for for instance, um, the the way we use it in Nigeria, for instance, um, Christians don't use it um, because of its connections to what might be from that perspective called pagan um, religion, which is ifa, nature religion. Um, But um, uh, the, the one that's most sticky for me, the one that is most compelling is the transcription of ashe as agency, right? The capacity to do, right? And and there's been beautiful papers that link this up to um, Coptic and Egyptian scripts, right? That, um, well, not to draw, not to go deep into that rabbit hole, but that this idea of doing, is, is already figured in the notion of the man of the crossroads, right? It should be in the man who sits, the, valedic- va- the valedictorian of agency. And agency is found in interaction, right? Because of the crossroads. So it's, it, agency is not yours or mine. It's not modernity. It's not Trumpian. It only shows up in part because it's a monstrous effect, right? It's at the place where bodies cross out each other that agency springs from. So that yeah. issue makes the world, yeah. like Lewis Hyde would suggest. Yeah, it's just,
0: yeah. no, I, 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 uh, I actually, uh, I agree and, and follow you quite. I'm not sure I understood everything you said right there, <laughs> but I can I with, can
1: explain further. Yeah, uh, okay.
0: yeah,
1: go ahead, go ahead, brother.
0: Please. please no, please. I was just the the uh, uh, the share as agency. I would I I would actually see that as part of the imminence. So if yes. you are yes. if you are if you are building, to take that example, an ugun uh, that you're building into a, 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 an, an object, then people would take uh, objects that put into that one, and they're secret, so you can't talk about them, but one example which is very well known, so I think it's allowed to talk about it, is you take a knife, a knife symbolizes ugun, and that is one of the objects that you put into that. Now, the, if you think of with that, with Bruno Latour, the knife has agency. It is, it is doing. Its knifeness is not a passive thing. It's also not something mm-hmm. that's inside human minds. Mm-hmm. It is a doing which is in the materiality of the knife. Yes. And that, uh, I think many of the people thinking with that, uh, myself included, would read as the ashe of the knife. Mm-hmm. So when like you, So when you take that, and of, you take a specific set number of knives and a lot of different plants and perhaps pieces of different things, then you compose the body of of, uh, of uh, a complex other than human, like say, Ugun, yes. Udin, yes. or something like that.
1: Yes. I mean, it's a, I think it's also impossible to read agency without reading it through imminence, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, if, if we're to transcendently allocate Identity to objects, then this is modernity, right? This is exactly this is, that that is, um, uh, Comtean, Newtonian, um, the uh, Cartesian thinking. Uh, but the geometry of imminence is different, right? It's the yeah. materiality, it's a performative, processual, relational thing, mm. right? Yeah. Yes,
0: and I think the, the, um, uh, the, um, I, the imminent, particularly the, the the peoples in Africa, uh, different peoples, Yoruba one of them, but also peoples uh, speaking Bantu languages, had mm-hmm. developed technologies of imminence of such exquisite complexity, um, and uh, this particular point became in in the colonial encounter and with. Scientific racism; it became uh, specifically a point of of uh, denigration uh, through the word uh, fetish and fetishism, which mm-hmm. which then in the European mind became uh, an icon of something that is perverted uh, or uh, wrong or dangerous or all of the above. Um, and so the and and the funny thing is that the the understanding of what fetishism is, is almost completely inverted. There's almost an issue aspect to that because the um, uh, Marx, for instance, he understood fetishism as the misunderstanding of or the, 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 the lacking appreciation that the value that we produce come out of our work. So that mm-hmm. it's our, and that was market fetishism, but actual for instance, West African uh, um, imminence technology, what they call fetishism, is v- to, to a very large degree an appreciation and handling of that it is our work that uh, that, that that is is our active relating with the world that, yeah. uh, that's inhabited by perhaps a she or some. I'm not sure if I expressed that in a good way, but uh,
1: well, you did, uh, you did, brother. I, that is beautifully expressed. Thank you. I said issue is also the devil, which is ironic because we started out saying the issue is not the devil, but to really key into uh, this notion of issue being this diffractive quality. Mm-hmm. I think issue would be like, yes, I'm, I'm exploring what it means to be like the devil. I'm God and devil. I'm in between. I'm the
0: cracks. Right. Totally. And we should also consider what, what figures or what functions have gone into that thing that Christians would call the devil, like yes, one example yeah. would be uh, the serpent in uh, Genesis two. Uh, yes. And if you think with uh, African uh, mythologies, uh, my my partner, she, she's born in uh, Central African Republic actually, okay. and mm-hmm. they have one of these um, spider trickster figures. Uh,
1: Anansi? It's not Anansi. Anansi is Ghana.
0: Yeah, Anansi Mm -hmm. is is not, uh, but it is in Central Africa. And there's this, and this spider, uh, people are on the spider's side. People like the spider. And he's always kind of creating the world and trickstering stuff out of a figure that could probably almost be translated as God, which is Mm -hmm. Bason. And Bason is this kind of really unsympathetic figure that's very um, greedy and so on. Now, if you if you read Genesis 2 from that perspective, the serpent actually looks very much like a spider, which helps humanity to acquire wisdom mm. in defiance of a kind of unpleasant, uh, <laughs> powerful deity. Um, mm. So it's, it's just the stories that lie behind uh, are perhaps not, or perhaps... Like Satan as the satanic, the ultimately demonized, is also something that has been implemented on other ways of thinking. Uh, okay. And yeah. and when tr- a trickster figure like Ishu uh, and also Loki actually, when they enter into convergence with these ideas of the satanic, they are perhaps subverting some of it undermining mm-hmm. it, identifying it's it's going into a tricks to replay somehow. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, yes. I totally love that, 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 that you you have that aspect uh, into your, uh, your understanding of, um, of issue.
1: Maybe some aspects in response to that question too, because there's such a generative thing to consider, is the need for monsters in these times. Uh-huh. Right? right. right. The, the, the monstrous, right? And, and of course, you know, brother, that the monster has this cultural role. Like we have folklore stories that teach our children where not to go. Don't go to the jungle, don't go to the forest at night. Don't do this. We had those things. We call them superstitions as we grew up because we were educated, you see. Um, but they still hung around, they haunted our home that don't bend down in the marketplace and look between your legs or else you'll see spirits. Don't put eye poo, eye filth from a dog on your eye because you would see spirits. You know, those legends and stories around us, um, at least around me growing up. Um, So the monster has always played this role, this mediatory role, this role to, we need the monster in many senses, not just to preserve our senses of sanity because the, the condition of sanity is always the monstrous, right? Mm-hmm. Um, um, but not just because of that, but because in times of novelty and transformation, we need the monster's agency, right? And, and the monstrous is, is deeply entangled with the trickster, with, with issuic qualities, um, especially in these times when we are at the edges, the precipice of all we can do to climate change, all we can do to race, about racial justice is like we're at our wits end. Um, this is the time where we need to break open into new forms of thinking, um, but we will not do that on account of our own human agency. We need to present ourselves, so to speak, to the agency of issue. Yeah. And that's why this is the issue scene. As much as it is the pandemic scene or the Afro scene or the Cthulhu scene, this is the time of monsters, mm-hmm. right? And the monstrous is the circuit breaker, the algorithm changer yeah. that invites new ways of thinking. Yes.
0: You know, you know, I, yeah. I, I, I want to I scream, Amen. Amen! <laughs> but,
1: but, but,
0: but may, maybe i should go ashay instead here <laughs> but um uh no i i very much I very much uh uh agree with the like the 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 need for monsters and the need for entanglement with monsters yeah. in yeah. fact i think that like harking back to my description of the Ragnarok and how that emerges out of uh, fracture, I think the foundational reason is the rupture between uh, um, uh, the, the right spheres of right and order and the monstrous. Because, or well, at least that would be, I think, a, a Nordic traditional uh, perspective on this yeah, yeah. that a deity can have a face that is a monster and a face that is uh, what we would recognize as a god or a goddess. Mm. And at that entanglement with, the mon- with monstrosis- monstrosity, that is basically what ruptures in the Ragnarok. And then yeah. the gods and the monsters starts fighting as if they were Christian angels of demon and, and demons mm. before they had all kinds of weird entanglements with each other. And they made babies with each other and had each other's lovers and married and exchanged knowledge and played games and all these kind of things. And I, I deeply think that this, um, uh, in, yeah, engaged engagement with the monstrous, is uh is uh and again this this poses a challenge to me because then what is it that is monstrous to me and how should i then engage that because that is the imperative which is somewhere in there right
1: yeah 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 you know? the radical logos, <laughs> yes how do we find them how do we listen for them the yeah. radical logos that uh, tyson and you speak about yes uh, question cool. of our time yes
0: yeah Cool, man. I think this was super awesome. Uh, I'm still in the process of sort of learning to make these interviews so I don't end up blathering too much myself. But but this was extremely interesting um and uh and the stimulating conversation so yes. thank you so much for taking the time and uh, i'm so happy that the uh, issue finally allowed us to <laughs> to uh, <laughs> kind of get entangled
1: probably a little bit <laughs> so uh, i'm so glad too. i'm so glad it's been a long time coming and i'm glad for it it was as stimulating even more so than i anticipated yes definitely let's, I think it's this really, let's really do good. this again Yes.
0: Sure, sure. Perhaps when you come to Copenhagen.
1: Yes, yes. We can do a live one, maybe. Yeah. Like, that's the first day, though. But anyway, we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll see, see how it goes. Great. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Thanks yeah. a lot. Thanks a lot. Bye, Thank yeah, brother. My name is Rune Jane Rosmond. The work that I'm sharing with you on this channel focus on recovering Euro traditional animist knowledge. This is the fruit of a life of study and research all over the world, and I hold a doctorate from the oldest university in the Nordic region, but I'm choosing to popularize rather than to focus on academic publication. Conventional institutions, however, have yet to warm up properly to my perspective, so if you appreciate what I do, then please do consider that I also need to feed my family. Uh, For the price of less than one beer per month, you can become a Patreon supporter. Or you can head over to my web shop and enter into exchange relation with me. You can also give single donations to my PayPal account. Or if you have contact with someone that might help me project this incredibly important perspective to the world, then do drop me a PM. And uh, remember also to clickety-click and subscribe, follow, share, comment and all that. Thank you very much.